Hi, welcome to Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. Thanks for downloading, and as you listen, you are guaranteed an encounter with the word. Let's start with Hebrews. Hebrews. Chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, from verse 1. And we're going down to 12. So media, please, you have to work very fast with me. Hebrews 6, verse 1. And we're going down to 12. Follow me closely this morning. It says, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ. So what does it tell you? There are elementary teachings about Christ. There are elementary teachings. If somebody by now is just telling you that God is good and it's just making sense to you, that you've not been a Christian for a while. There are elementary teachings. Teachings for beginners. Teachings for what? For beginners. Not just elementary teachings. There are certain informations that the day you gave your life to Christ, they were exchanged to you. The first thing they tell you when you give your life to Christ is that Jesus Christ is the begotten son of God. He's not the son of Oya. He's not the son of Ogun. He's not the son of Joseph or the son of Mary. He's the son of what? God. That's an elementary teaching. There are elementary teachings about Christ. And at some point, we have to take it forward to maturity stage. Not just the laying again of the foundation of repentance. Because every time we try to take you back to how you gave your life to Christ, it means you are doing something wrong. Anytime you see your parents taking you back to a spot where they've corrected you about, it's not that they are trying to update the situation. You have done something. When everybody tells you, do you remember? It's, it's bringing back to your consciousness. He says, so, to be taken forward to maturity, not again the, the, the foundation of repentance from the acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Now verse 2. Instructions about cleansing rites. Just like when somebody asks me in the course of the week and said, Pastor, can I eat Ilea rice and meat? You don't have to eat it. Bring it to my house. I'll eat it. <laughs> somebody asks, Pastor, can I eat the, the sacrifices they put on the main road? If you are hungry, eat it. It says sanctify it and it will be what? It will be blessed. You've not seen hunger. You've not seen hunger. When you see hunger, you see bald egg with red oil, goat meat, a little bit of momo and echo. Then just in case their idols are so hungry, they put some gizzard, fried gizzard. And there's a natural microwave. The atmosphere has helped you to preserve it. Have you noticed that flies don't go on food like that because it's waiting for human beings to taste it first? They say, Pastor, I cannot eat it. It's a, it's a food for, for small idols. You are a god yourself. You are a deity. You are an oracle. So sit down with it, bless it, and do what? But if you are still at the elementary stage, you're on your own. We're not talking about the cleansing rites. We're not talking about the laying of the hands. The resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Verse 3. Verse 3. 
if God permits us, we might talk about it. That's what Paul was saying. If God permits us, we'll talk about it. He said it's impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit. Follow me. Those who have tasted, take it back, take it back, take it back, take it back. Those who have been enlightened, if you keep walking around as an immature Christian, there's a question on what you know. There's a question on what you have been taught. There's a question on your enlightenment. If you keep going about keeping malice with people, there is a question on the love of Christ that you claim that you've embraced. There are some things they don't teach you twice. Do they have to tell you over and over again that sin leads to death? They don't have to tell you. The Bible says the wages of sin is what? Is death. They don't have to tell you. Can I? Okay, I think this is off. I got, I, thank God I have it on my iPad. Praise God. Those who have once been enlightened, those who have tasted the heavenly gift, Those who have shared in the Holy Spirit. So sometimes I see somebody who is filled with the Spirit today and they're exercising so much of the fullness of God, so much of the measures of this faith, so much of the dimensions of the Spirit. Then after a while you are asking that same person, what happened to the giftings of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you? How many of you remember the days where you could pray for hours and you pray with the space of joy? Now today, prayer looks like a burden, some kind of thing to you. Remember how you started in this faith that you could literally pay for everybody's transport here to come to church. Now coming to church is a burden to you. If you read that scripture further, let me read it for you. Let me read it for you. Why media get themselves together? It says those who are shared in the Holy Spirit. Those who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of this coming age. I'm sure you can see that on your Bible. Those who, those, those who have tasted the powers of this holy, they can't afford to be falling away or to be brought back to repentance. He said to their loss, they are crucifying God over and over again and subjecting him to a public disgrace. So if, if you go about saying that you are strong in this faith, if you're going about saying that you are filled with the Holy Spirit, if you're going about saying that, oh, you are a true child of God, but you go about living your life and bringing Christ into a public disgrace. That's why the, 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 the Bible says, it says you can't but have tasted this salvation and turn your back away from it. So that's why it's, it, 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 it's a laughing situation when you see a Christian backslide. The question to ask is, did you really taste this salvation? Did you really do what? Taste this salvation. Nobody needs to tell any THJ church member, you know your pastor is a great ambassador of Suya. They don't need to tell you. If I don't eat Suya for 20 years, even the heavens will ask me questions. Okay, pastor, you need to fast for suya. Don't do it for two months or six months or one year. So I decide to listen to you and fast. There's suya fasting. How many of you know that? Okay. If you don't know there's suya fasting, you are still in the elementary stage. There's phone fasting. 
Oh, you think fasting is just for food? Some people, there are some people that they can do without food for days. It's nothing to them. I met a great uh, woman of God and she said to me, she said, ah, is that pastor, I've done 20 days before. I didn't touch food, just water. I said to her, she said, even you as a pastor, you should be able to do 10 days. I said, who sent me? <laughs> you know, people start to brag about their spiritual rights. Say, that's why pastors are higher than a prophet. I know they argue. I'm a pastor. They're a prophet. You can do 20. But that 10, there must be fire on the mountain for me to do 10. The highest I've done is three. And that three, my wife is my witness. After I was done, everything they brought in front of me was food. Everything. Can we pull back the scripture, please? Please, let's pull back the scripture. It saves me uh, quite a good number of time. So they brag about certain things. But it gets to a point that you start living your life in such a way that people start questioning the giftings and the workings of the Spirit in your life. You are bringing Christ to a public disgrace. Lands that drinks in the rain and after falling on it and it produces crops useful to them. For whom it farmed receives the blessings of God. But land that produces tongues and teasels is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case. The things that you have to do, I'm sure you can see that in your Bible. The things that we have to do with salvation. Media, please get this thing back running, please. There are things that you have to do with salvation. There are expectations of you and I when it comes to this salvation. Not enough that you accepted Christ. Not enough that you claim to be a Christian. Not enough that you come to church. There are things expected of you and I as regards this salvation that we claim to have received. It says God is not unjust. He will not forget your work. Why was the opposed to talking like this? Because sometimes you are expecting a reward for an instant work that you've done. Forgetting that some things can actually accumulate for a period of time. So that tells me that some of the reasons why people bounce out of this faith is because they were expecting a microwave kind of expectation. Reverend Samadhi Amy says something. He said, if only you understand the process of planting and harvesting, then you will not have a problem with waiting. You cannot plant corn today on a Monday and go back there on a Tuesday and expect it to come out. There's a waiting period. And not just waiting. There are levels to waiting. You can wait in sorrow and you can wait in joy. Those that wait in sorrow, it's just a matter of time. They get bounced out. But those who wait in joy, they get the reward. So what makes people bounce out of this faith? What makes them bounce out of this faith? It's just because they think their little work has been forgotten. We want each of you, I believe this is verse 12, we want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end. 
follow me closely this morning. Show the same diligence to what? Till the very end. Somebody say the very end. Show the same diligence. Show the same approach. Show the same energy. If there is any reason why you see a coach substitute a player during a football match, it's not because he despises that player. It's not because he feels that player cannot, it's not up to his standard. Sometimes it's not even a planned work. But when a coach studies a game perfectly well, and he has a strategy on how he wants to win. He looks around and looks at all the players. And said, okay, I'm looking at the way this striker is running. His speed has reduced. What does that tell the coach? Swap him. Swap him. So the scripture is saying that if truly you understand this salvation. And the faith you have received. There is a diligence that you must keep until the what? The very end. And sometimes you tell my wife, when it comes down to church and workforce or ministry, I'll tell her. I said, I try not to enforce some things in ministry. And she'll ask me why I, don't, why I don't like to enforce certain things. I've been a church boy my life. And I've realized that if people don't have a depth of a thing, they will abuse it. If they don't have a depth of it, they will abuse it. So sometimes you see me take a lot of burden on myself. Sometimes you see me pick few people. Sometimes you see me try to squeeze it little by little. Because when they don't have a solid depth of that thing, they will just do it for a little while. If they don't see what they are expecting, what do they do? They bounce out. They bounce out. And you never can tell when the rewarder is coming. You never can tell. May your spiritual eyes be open. I've watched quite a quite number of Christian movies. And I realized that the day somebody falls into the traps of sin, more than likely, that was the day the real blessing was coming. More than likely. Forget about whatever, oh, Pastor, that's a movie you're narrating. I'm telling you the truth. The day you went as far as denying your faith, that was the day the faith was supposed to elevate you. The day you went to deny that faith, that was the day it was meant to elevate you. I shared the story before, anywhere I go. Especially when I see young folks, I've shared the story. Right in front of that man's house at Ijebubo, and this madman passed by. My wife was even still asking me the story recently. She was like, Are you sure it was a madman? I said, Definitely was mad, and I was the only one that saw him. He said, What did he say to you? The man said, From a distance, it's like I was standing here, the man was there, and the man said, Your glory is bigger than where you are. He said, If you know what God wants to do with you, pack your things and go. If I stayed one more night in that place, you'll be hailing a dead wealthy man. Because it was not a scam. These guys were real. They were real. Did they turn things to things in front of me? Yes, they did. The wife of the Abali said to me, when they gave me yam and oil to heat, she said to me, he said, are you sure you are ready for this thing? That's to let you know that she knows the, the height at which the husband could take me. Many times that you bowed to things you shouldn't have bowed to. That was the day the faith was supposed to elevate you. If you think I'm joking, consider the life of Jesus. When he was tempted of the devil. Let me tell you something. There is no issue if the devil brings temptations your way. It is when you bow that it becomes a problem. 
That lady that is showing you her cleavage all the time, it is not a problem. It's the day you want to know what is more behind the cleavage. Honest truth. Honest truth. Please, let's pull back the scripture up. Let's pull back the scripture. He says, we want each of you to share, show a verse 12. Put verse 12. Verse 12, please. Verse 12. Verse 12. He says, we do not want you to become lazy. But to imitate those who talk through faith and patience inherit what has been what? What has been promised. Do not become lazy. Pastor is not working. That's why, that, 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 that's why I reduced. Somebody say, this faith works. Shout it one more time. Say, this faith works. A faith has a package. It has a promise. So don't play yourself that victim. Don't play yourself out because this thing works. There are things you have to do with salvation. Mark chapter 16 verse 15 to 20. Mark 16. Mark 16. Holy Spirit help me. Mark 16. Let's start from verse 15 to 20. What are the things you're supposed to do with salvation? It's said to them. Go where? Go into all the world. All the world. Let's read it together. Go into where? Let's read it out loud. Be confident. Go into where? The world. And preach the gospel to all creation. All creation. Verse 16. Whoever believes is baptized and will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. I explained this to my leaders yesterday. That whenever you see the word condemned there, it does not mean that they are going to perish or go to hell. That's not what it's saying. What the scripture is saying here is that the point at which you preach the gospel to them and they did not accept, the next time they'll be hearing that gospel, they will be in a much more tougher situation. That's what it means. Because God will never watch any man fall into the space and the veils of condemnation. So what happens here is that I was speaking the gospel to you. I was sharing the gospel to you. But at that time you are standing. More than likely the next time you hear the gospel, you'll be begging for strength. That's why it says you don't have to force the gospel on people. You don't have to. Because when condemnation comes, they will be the one looking for it. But it is your assignment, it's your role to do what? To preach the gospel to them. Now listen and listen close. This is where people have an error. This is where people have a misunderstanding. They think the word preach is until you hold the microphone, until you hold the Bible, until you stand in front of the person and you are quoting scripture. That's not what the scripture is saying there. It's saying preach. It's saying demonstrate. Somebody say that word demonstrate. Demonstrate the gospel. Demonstrate the good news. So if there's a reason why you can't demonstrate it, it's because it's not good enough to you. It's not good enough to you. If you're a proud Manchester United fan, more than likely everything around you will speak red. If you're a Chelsea fan, more than likely everything around you will have blue. If you don't have blue, you have the logo. 
If you're on social media, you'll more than likely follow your club. You know all the players by name. You know the people you are trying to buy. In fact, the, the, the irony of it is some people are making certain arguments about their club, and sometimes when they now find that those arguments are wrong. They are ardent fans or lovers of soccer club. They can tell you who the coach wants to buy next. And you'll be shocked, even if it has not been announced. If you believe this gospel, if you've embraced this gospel, you will preach it. You preach it with your words, you preach it with your works, you preach it with your life. Pastor, I don't have enough words, but you have enough works. Pastor, I don't have enough works. I'm too shy of my works. But you, you have the latter. You have a life. Are you following me this morning? Verse 17. And these signs would accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in what? In new tongues. The reason why your tongues has not changed is because you've not demonstrated his love enough. Pastor, since I gave my life to Christ in 1995, it's still sha, 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 I'm saying, because since that 1995 till date, <laughs> you've not done enough work. Let me tell somebody this, and I'm just going to help somebody this morning. I say quite a number of controversial things, but they are truth found in the word. If you stay around people that speak in tongues enough, if you fellowship with those who speak in tongues enough, if all you had is one, it's just a matter of time. You'll copy the rest of them. It's just a matter of time. How do you think I started singing in tongues? I followed the man, Pastor Chris, for a long period of time. He walks around into the auditorium and he's singing in tongues. And I said, all I just had to do is copy. That's why Paul said, he says, imitate me, follow me. As I do what? As I follow Christ. The only reason why you cannot imitate is because you are not fellowshipping enough. You are not. Whatever you display is something that you have copied from somewhere. That's why I tell people there is nothing new on this planet. Earth. Everything is rebranding. There is nothing new. I remember when I was doing half row in secondary school. Some of you did that. So I'll put Teko in between the hair. I felt like a big boy. Go everywhere, Afro. Then one day my grandmother looked at me and said, ah, ah, this is your hairstyle, reminds me of my husband. I said, it's not possible. This is the latest trending hairstyle. It's only for big boys. <laughs> my grandma looked at me and said, ah, this is your own afro. I said, we didn't even put pattern. I said, no, they don't put pattern in this one. It's afro. Then I made it coily. Then she took me to her room, brought out pictures. How many of you have seen pictures of your great-grandfather or grandfather? You will see afro, you will fear. I saw afro like this. I said, grandma, who is this? Is this? Then you can't even say Photoshop to another elderly woman. I said, grandma, is this real picture? Because it was black and white. I said, yes, that's my husband. When he was... In his youthful days, I think at that time he was 21. I said, eh? With half room. Can I shock you? That weekend, I took it off. Because a part of you just feels that this thing that you have, nobody has acquired it before. You're yeah, a joke. You're yeah, a joke. These signs, it's a sign. It accompanies those who believe. In my name, they'll drive out with demons. They will speak in new tongues. Verse 18. Verse 18. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. 
this scripture is not for everybody. It's for those who believe, those who demonstrate. It says they will place their hands on the sick and the sick will what? Get well. Verse 19. After the Lord has spoken to them, he was taken up in the heaven and he sat at the right hand of God to be confirming these things. Now you see what verse 20 says. Watch verse 20. It says, then the disciples went out and did what? They preached everywhere. And the Lord did what? Walked with them. So the reason why God is not working with you is because you are not doing what he asked you to do. That's just the plain truth. The reason why you are not experiencing the wonders and the workings of God is because you are not following your job description. The Lord walked with them and confirmed his word, his word, by the signs that accompanied it. If you do what is expected of you in this salvation, the signs will accompany them. The very first time I laid my hands on people, which I'm going to do before the end of the service today, I didn't tell the person to fall. I didn't tell the person to be filled with the Spirit. The first time I let somebody into speaking in tongues, I did not do anything. But I just realized that the more I had the heart for it, the more I had the passion for it, it happened. I shared a testimony before of a lady who called me and said that I, I, I left here, was, 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 was going dead, she couldn't hear. And I said, okay, I'm going to speak in tongues into the other ear that you can hear and just pray. I was not seeing her physically. It was on the phone. So I prayed with her. I said, can you confirm it? Now, I, I've not met that person. But what made me believe the story? Because there are some testimonies that you don't believe if it's not right in front of you. What made me believe was she went on her Facebook to post it. He said, the man of God prayed for me. Then I was called apostle. He said, apostle Tomoha prayed for me on the, on the phone. And boom, my, my left ear that was going there popped out open. What about the person that was dying on the sick bed? And I said to the mother, I said, I'm going to, do you have a cup of water there? He said, yes. I said, I'm just going to pray inside the water. This was on phone. All I was hearing was amen. I said, sprinkle the water on him. After you're done sprinkling the water, give it to him to drink. He drank that water. The last I heard from them, he did not spend up to 30 minutes in that hospital. He was up. So you go in about saying that God has said you'll be great. God has said you're going to be a prophet. God has said he's going to use you. But you've not started the work. And this is a challenge I have with this age. Many of you are waiting for comfort before you start. You are waiting for comfort. You are waiting for the Lord to elevate you. He does not elevate a man that has not brought himself so low. Father, I can't wait for you to use me. Have you used yourself? Somebody posted on Facebook. My wife showed me one time. He said people are always shouting about church. Church are using people. It's not true. It's not true. A person that God will use is somebody that has made himself so useful for God. It doesn't make use of runaway. It makes use of the available. He would always confirm his word. He would always do what? Confirm his word. As you take the step. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? So it's not that some people don't want to start out. It's not that they don't know what this salvation can do. I was somewhere and, um, you know, sometimes the Lord allows me to go to certain places and some things that I'm doubting within my spirit, that is this thing really of God? Is this thing, is this thing of God? Is this thing true? And I'm, when I'm hearing, you know, the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three, the truth is what? It's established. 
So this man of God said something. He said, anytime he feels that his hands are shaking, he said he's looking for sick people to lay his hands on. He said, because that's the moment that the anointing wants to display. And some of you feel like that. Some of you literally feel like that. Some of you tell you, 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 you yes, just like, Pastor, I feel like something is burning on the inside of me. Do you know what you're supposed to do after something is burning on the inside of you? Bust out. Pastor, I feel my hands are shaking. Then you pocket those hands. Pastor, I feel like singing. Then you keep quiet. There is a sign that accompanies actors of this salvation. That's what I call it. You are acting salvation. Everywhere you go to. Everywhere. How did I get to this level that I can lay hands on people? That I can stand in a place? If you've been following recently in the course of the history of this ministry, I'm not even doing much of laying of hands. All I just do is I ask for the impartation of the Spirit and it happens. And it's going to happen this morning in the name of Jesus. You just have to believe it. You believe it the Accompanying you. Somebody say, I'm a sign, I'm a wonder. Say loud and clear, say, I'm a sign, I'm a wonder. So one of the things that affect people from demonstrating it can be found in 1 Chronicles 28. 1 Chronicles 28 verse 20. Let's see what that says real quick. 1 Chronicles 28 verse 20. Can I have it on the screen please? 1 Chronicles chapter 28. Then David said to Solomon, Watch this. Said to Solomon his son. He said, be strong and what? Lead it out loud. Be strong and what? And do what? Do the work. Stop being scared. Pastor, I don't know how they will take it. Pastor, I don't know enough scriptures. Pastor, I'm afraid. Pastor, I'm scared. It's my uncle. He can slap me. It's my auntie. She can throw me out of the house. Do the work. Do not be what? Do not be afraid or discouraged. The reason why it says do not be discouraged is because your ex, you might have high expectations. But those expectations might not fall out well. And like I've explained before to you in this house, anybody that you preach the gospel to, you have sowed the seed on the inside of them. Literally, and to be honest with you, there is nobody that does not know that God exists. That's why the Bible says only a fool. You know what it means to be a fool? The fool knows, but fails to admit. So that's why I didn't say there are some men that does not know God exists. Every human being knows that there is a God that exists. If you think I'm joking, watch when somebody who is not in Christ, somebody who has not accepted this faith, watch when their wife gives birth to, 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 to a child, or their wife gives birth, as it were. What statement do you think they will say when the child comes out? Why need he say, ah? Let him say, let him praise himself. And say, ah! My distant, I've done it. Never. You say, thank you, God. That's somebody that has not accepted his faith, but he knows there is what? There is God. Even demons said to themselves, Jesus we know. Paul we know. The a fool knows. That's what you admit. Anytime, anytime you are coming out of the shower, what happens? Your body and your feet, everything is wet. Then your mom did not know you are coming out of the shower. So she just calls your name. Shalewa, go and turn off the boiling ring. <laughs> Does she have to tell you to put on slippers? No. 
So you just go. Then you talk to Pauline. <laughs> you perform from some disco. Then you run back. Say, Kilo Shier, mommy, you shocked me. What's the next thing here? Oh, Daniel. What's the English word there? A fool. A fool. Because your brain should tell you. There is no crime in going to turn off the boiling ring, but you went in the wrong state. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God, my God, is with what? He's with you. The day you accepted Christ into your life, God came on the inside of you. God is with you. Look at what it says next. Let's read loud and clear. It says he will not do what? He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. So why are you afraid? Why are you discouraged? You posted about Christ on your social media and your comment page started becoming something else. People were insulting you. They were saying all kinds of things. If only you know that those who are discouraging your social media, they are working on the path of destruction. You should be praying for them. Because you say, Pastor, I decided to hide my comment. I stopped posting anything church-related. Somebody said, I should stop posting that man. There was a brother, that, there was a sister that reached out to me in the year and said, stop posting this particular man of God. I ate him with passion. And I said to myself, you know, I, I remembered when the lady told me about her past. Her past was more worse than the man of God she was condemning. And the mistake most of you make is that you see these men of God as men of God, forgetting that they are also what? Humans. The question I want to ask, if it's your biological father that they are condemning like that as a man of God, will you join them? Say, why would a pastor do that? Why would a pastor do this? Why would a pastor do that? Even you. Even, do you should I tell you what Christ said when they wanted to stone the prostitute woman? What did he say? He said, if any of you had not done any of these things, he said, be the first to cast the stone. One of them left their stone and left. And look at what Jesus said. It's in your Bible. Jesus said, even high. You know why he said that? He's not trying to just exempt himself. He's telling us that in my human state, in my human state, the Bible does not need to tell you that Jesus Christ has not taught of things he should not have taught us as a human being. The Bible does not need to tell you that. Your brain should tell you that. One day, we're in the, recently, we were in the bank trying to do something. And my wife looked, tapped me and said, ah, ah, what kind of cloth did this woman wear like this? Ah, I said, baby, what cloth did she wear? He said, ah, look at the way all her things are showing and everything. I said, I've not seen anything, no. He said, who would dress like? He said, why is somebody dressing like this to the bank? Come up, Jali. Me too, I saw something. But, but you can't tell a woman. You can't tell a woman there. So I said, I did not see anything. I, you know how we men, we can, we can defend. I said, I didn't see anything. I said, there's nothing bad in what she's wearing. No. It's just her shape. It's not, it's not too short. It's not too bad. Who comes to church and not see something? That's why the Bible says, if it's your eyes that will not make you enter the kingdom, pluck it out. Now the question is this, who gave mind to pluck out his eyes? Who has the mind? It's to be saying, God forgive me every seven, seven seconds. I don't mind. But these eyes, to pluck it, enjoy the law. So Jesus told them at that place, that even I as a human being, there are tendencies that I have taught wrong. Let me speak to some men here. You know how our hormones and everything are. So you think Jesus was exempted? Let's think for a second. For he said, I, your Savior, will not even cast a stone on you. He will not fail you. He will not fail you. That's what the scripture says. 
if you go out in my might, I will not fail you. If you go out with my power, I will not fail you. If you go out with my authority, I will not fail you. If you go out with my understanding, I will not fail you. If you go out with the understanding and the knowledge of my love, I will not fail you. He is not the God that fails. He is not. Till I've accomplished that which has been said concerning your life, I will not fail you. Somebody say, it will not fail me. So now Ephesians 5, 15 to 20. Let's see what it says. Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 20. Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 20. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not teaching this morning. Just pouring out God's word to you. Verse 15. What did he say? He says, be careful then how you live your lives. Can you see that in the Bible? Be careful what? How you live. Not as unwise, but as what? Verse 16. Making most of what? Every opportunity. You are the boss and you have an opportunity to tell somebody about Christ. Do it. You have a Twitter account. Do it. You have a Facebook account. Do it. You have a friend. Do it. He said make most of what? Every opportunity. Why? Because the days are what? One of these days, if I have time, I'll show you back in the scripture. Where it talks about a giant that you fail to pull down will be the one that will destroy you. The giant you fail to pull down will be the one that will destroy you. It's in your scripture. If I find time, I'll show you. So that your friend that you fail to bring into the faith, more than likely, you will need help in the nearest future. And that your friend, because you have not curtailed that friend into the faith, you would have to dance to the tune of that friend in the nearest future. So that friend will tell you that this money you're asking me for, I don't have a challenge giving you, but you have to follow me to this party. So imagine you brought that friend into the faith. That's why the Bible encourages you that you should not mix with unbelievers. Because on this surface of the hurt, we would always need help. Are you following me this morning? You always do what? You will always need help. Your best bet to get help is from the family that you belong to. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Verse 17. Verse 17. Therefore, do not be foolish. Because there's a tendency you want to act like a fool. He said, but understand what is what? The lost will. Why did he say don't be foolish? Do not bend to rules because you are scared. Do not bend. But understand what the Lord's will is. Verse 18. Verse 18. Don't get drunk on wine. That's what some of you do. I'm not talking about alcoholic wine here. I'm not talking about shinab. I'm not talking about brandy. Don't just go about and say, I speak in tongues. I can do anything in tongues. He said, don't get drunk in wine. That's what I see many times in church. A lot of young converts just getting drunk in wine unnecessarily. 19 hours of speaking in tongues. And after they are done, you find them on the street fighting. What pains me the most is somebody that you see that is fire-branded, dealing with so much weakness, preaching about the weakness like they're exempted. It hurts me. See, are you in this place? Still masturbating? Still sleeping with things in the night? Come out, let me lay my hands on you. The Lord has delivered me and set me free. Are you joking? Are you joking? 
I said some things to this, I tell you, so I, say, so I say some controversial things. <laughs> Only my people understand some of this is I'm saying. I could not say these things before because I was not married. Now I'm married. My mouth is big. Because <laughs> what my eyes are seeing. There are medical practitioners here. If a man is trusting God for the fruit of the womb, a woman, and they need to test the man, that same masturbation God delivered you from, that's what you do to the doctor. So when the doctor says, go and masturbate and bring your sperm for us to test it, you say, no, the Lord has delivered me. Oh, Shetan and Tibimo. I like that word. They play. So Christians, you have better be wise. Don't get drunk on wine. Say, I'm intoxicated in the Holy Ghost. But yet your life is not showing a result of what you carry. I was telling my wife then, I said, I'm happy at the way God is using a lot of people. But some people don't have a total understanding of these things. So people, 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 people fall under aloof circumstances. Come here, come, come here, let me lay hands on you. If you're a guy that you like women, who will he like you for? Who would he like you for? Let me lay hands on you and deliver you from the spirit of liking women. Don't get drunk because it's when you get drunk on wine that you, 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 you just start misbehaving anyhow. And tolerance level is never the same. I was talking to one of my cousins recently and the, 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 the other guy, I don't even know what to call him, but he's my cousin's husband. He was, he was saying to me, if I, he, he tells me sometimes to watch our service, so I'll not be surprised if he's watching now. He said to me, he said, ah, he said, I heard about you when you were, when you were a WhatsApp guy. He said, how was it then? I told him, I said, my alcohol tolerance is on another level. He said, you don't mean it. I said, yeah. I said, I finished a bottle of dry gin and I still drove and I was perfect. And the next thing that the father said was that, he said, ah, he said, bye, Lojo. He said, Dubai, Dubai, Daddy, Tomoa, Tuba, Moti. My dad would drink alcohol and still drive from me back onto Benin. That was their tolerance level. So you now want to go and do a faraway with someone like us. Ordinary one cup, you already misbehaving. Right? <laughs> so you follow them to 19 hours speaking in tongues. You are going to trance anyhow, you are coming back. They now ask you, what did you see in trance? I'm just seeing stars. <laughs> and just see angels. Those are the fools that come out and say, we saw Jesus on the throne. And Jesus said, the end is near. 39 Jews will not make it to heaven. It's because you are drunk unnecessary. No understanding. When did Jesus tell you 39 Jews will not make it to heaven? So if Jesus wants to even utter a statement, is that the kind of statement that will come out from your master? 39 Jews will not make it to heaven. So you, you are the Jew that will get there. Show me your words compared to the 39 Jews. If I'm to judge, they will get there before you. That's the stupid things that come. Say, I went to heaven. I saw Jesus. He showed me all the women wearing trousers. Hmm. He's a demon. The, the, the demon is called Jesus. Jesus, a new demon. <laughs> when there's an abuse of the spirit, we come out with doctrines that are actually from the demons, from the pit of hell. When we get too drunk, 
you come out with doctrines that even you yourself, after a period of time, just like the day one Jew said television is the devil's box, today now there's television everywhere in that church. It says when you get drunk on wine, it leads to what? The bunkering. Instead, be what? Be filled with the Spirit. What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? Let there be a daily fellowship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. A daily fellowship. So just in case you got it wrong on Monday, it will correct you on Tuesday. Just in case you didn't hear well on Tuesday, it will correct you on Wednesday. Just in case your Wednesday, it looks like you are trying to understand what he said. Your Thursday will make it right. I want to be on fire for my generation. So you follow them to 96 hours of speaking in tongues. You now came back. The first thing you got at the front of your door, your mother first slapped you. Then malice entered. You start eating your mother. So a prophet calls you on the phone and says, do you know your mother has been one behind your problem? I knew she was a witch. My mother is the one that is not allowing me to serve God. Nobody can stop you from serving God. You are the only one that can stop yourself. No human being can stop you from serving God because you don't serve God just in the hope and love. You serve him in your heart. If your mother says don't go to church but your heart is with God, you are right. You are right. A woman came to Pastor Chris one time. Pastor Chris made her a pastor. He said, my husband is always beating me. My husband said I must not come to church. I don't want this man to make me miss heaven. Pastor Chris said, it's like you had one that will miss heaven yourself now. The woman said, no, I want, you to, I want you to separate me and my husband. Pastor, just do it. Separate us. That man is a demon. He's sent from the pit of hell. Pastor Chris said to her, he said two things. If he's beating you out of molestation, I can advise you to separate. But if the issue and the matter in your house is because of church, he said, he's loving, but when he comes to church, he just hates it. Pastor Chris said to her, he said, stay at home. He said, Pastor, I will not go. No, you will go. Stay at home. Love him. Submit to him. Serve him. Keep studying the word. Keep acting out the fruits of the Spirit. The more you are acting out the fruits of the Spirit, so somebody who is wicked to you and you are nice to them, do you know what the Bible says? It says anybody who is showing you wickedness, it says keep showing them love. What are they doing? It says you are pouring e poles of fire on their head. There is nobody that they will put a burning coal on his head that will not shout out and say, help me. So one day, the man will wake up and see that his hand is paralyzed. And he will call you to come and help him. By the time you pray for him, and he sees that, wow, the same hand that was paralyzed, now I can use it. He doesn't need to ask you any more questions. What does he tell you? Take me to the God that you serve. You need to learn this things. Verse 19. Verse 19. He says, speaking to one another, in what? With psalms. With hymns. With songs from the spirit. Not songs from drunken wine. No drunkard makes a good sound. No drunk makes a good sound. Did you hear what I just said? No drunk. How you know? How you know that some instrumentalists went to drink something before coming to church? They were playing rubbish. They were playing rubbish. Choir will be singing on C. He's playing on G, G clef. Just going. Just going. Not these ones, but I'm just telling you. Because from that door, they will tell he says, sing and make music from your what? From your heart to the Lord. Verse 20. Verse 20. Always giving thanks to what? To God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus. 
one of the major acts of faith is that it ignites an overflow, the overflow for sincere exchange. If you have something, if you carry something, if you've embraced something, you have, it's very easy for you to share it. So I say to you this morning that once you are rooted and established in the love, it enables you to transmit his power. So the first thing you have to do is that you have to be rooted in his word and you have to be established in his love. Rooted in what? In his word. Established in what? In love. It helps you to transmit God's power. It helps you to display the splendor of the God that you serve. And every time you transmit God's power, it gets you to be filled with the fullness of God. So whatever level you are now at the sound of my voice, tells how much of God has been transmitted through you. That's why 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 to 7. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6 to 7. I told you I didn't come here to preach, just came here to pour some things. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. It says, for this reason, I do what? I remind you to do what? Fan into flame. Some of you are chasing after fire, but you've not identified the gift of God on the inside of you. You must identify the gift first before you can put it to work and bring about its right So it says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying of my hands. Talking about impartation. So what does it mean to fan the flame? Put it to work. Put it to work. One of the things they taught us in Christ, they said, to, to, for you to be ascertained that you are filled with God's spirit, you will be excited about fellowship. The proof that you are filled with the spirit of God, you are excited about what? About fellowship. The very first time, when I knew I got filled with the Spirit, I was excited about the things of God. I was excited about church. I could not just watch things go wrong. Every time we come back home from church, I don't know if they still do it now, but I'm sure they should because it's a Sunday. We, we, I tune to NT and B-Swiss. I watch every man of God. I can't even tell you they are scheduled then. I hope the schedule is still the same. 12 to 1, Dove TV. That's Pastor Adeboye, Redeem. From 1 to 2, Bishop David Oedepo. From two to three, Pastor Matthew Ashimolo. From three to four, um, uh, what's this pastor? Pastor Paul Adifarasi. I'm trying to remember the name. They call it there. Um, Holy Spirit, help me. Uh, something, something, uh, something is about to happen. Yeah, something like that. Six to seven, Pastor Tunde Bakari. Seven to eight, Pastor Badari. Nine to ten, Benson Idaosa. Hold clips. Then from maybe that 9, 10 ish or something, network news. After network news, they switch. So I take my entire Sunday observing those things. It was like God knew where my life was heading to. So they asked you to come into fellowship. You are, you, you're giving excuses. Tell the gospel you're giving excuses. Then you've not received it. Then you've not received it. Pastor Chris said to us in one meeting, he said, anytime it's time for devotion, <laughs> and they ask, your parents ask you, that was the way he said it to us in a teenager's campaign. He said, and your parents ask you to lead devotion, and they tell you, sing a song, and it takes you five, ten minutes to remember one song. 
Oga, <laughs> you are not yet a born again Christian. So you are trying to crack your head. You are like, ah. what is it? Shino, give us a song. Say, ah. So you ask your sister, which song did they sing that yesterday inside church? Your sister too is now looking at you like, eh, it's like, eh. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Ah. So all of you are now looking at yourself. And your mother is now looking at you. Hey, mom. As Chris told us in the thing, he said that, that means you're, you're, you're not solid yet. You're not solid yet. Lead us to pray. You're confused. Share the word. That's why I say study to show thyself what? Approved. Share the word. You're like, I'm not a pastor. It's not only pastors that share the word. It's not only pastors. It's not only pastors that share the word. The only scripture you know your entire life, 19 years in this faith, Psalm 23 verse 1, John 3, 16. And you say demons are pushing you. They've not started. They've not started. More is coming. For every scripture, a demon is attached. So more is coming. More is coming. For this reason, I remind you, fan into flame. Because what you don't fan into flame will die after a period of time. Fan into flame. Between you and I, we knew how excited we were the day we accepted Christ into our lives. Some of you are crying crocodile tears. Some of you are rolling on the floor. Some of you are like, in fact, I will never forget a meeting I went to. The lady just shouted, I've seen Jesus. I've seen Jesus. He's so handsome. I'm looking... I'm looking for that lady today. The lady that saw Jesus. The lady that saw Jesus. Me, I've not yet seen him. Let me tell you the truth. I've not seen him. If you have seen him here, raise up your hand. Let's ask you how he looks like. Okay. You can't even raise up your hand. If your pastor has not raised up his hand, you are. I've not seen him, but I've seen his works. I've seen his word. Or I've heard his word. Let's put it that way. I've heard his word. I've seen his works. She shouted, I've seen Jesus. He's so handsome. He was pointing at me. He was calling me. Ah, Jesus, I just want to go to heaven. I'm still looking for that lady till now. I'm still looking for her. You know how excited you are. You know the things that you said you are going to cut off. But you are back to those things now. Why do you think that Peter wept when Jesus found him the second time? Why? Because Jesus found him not where he was supposed to find him. Jesus found him at his vomit. You know what his vomit was? The previous job that Jesus pulled him out from. That was where Peter was found. And not only Peter. To tell you how powerful Peter can be, the day he was going back to his vomit, to the job that Jesus pulled him out from and said, come, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. He went back into his fishing. Peter did not go alone. He took some of his brothers along with him. You see why you have to be very careful of the people in your space who have not accepted Christ. More than likely, the day you are in trouble, you will join them. I had a story of a lady that was kicked out of her house. And she was looking for where to stay. Then she ended up going to her friend's house to stay. A university student. And these were her friends who were into prostitution. So she was the one always staying at home every night. So one day they looked at her and said, just follow us for one outing. Just one. Just one. You don't have to do anything. Just one outing. From the outing, she was drunk. And you know how the story ends. 
if only she has led them. If only she has created a consciousness around them. Can I, be, can I shock you with this statement? There is a way you boast about this faith. Even those who try to say they want to pull you down will give up. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? They'll do what? They'll give up. I cannot be in crisis now. And any sensible member of my family will say they want to take me to an abalist. They know I will not even answer them. They know. They know places they can take me to. Say, Tomo, let's go to an abalist so that we can solve this situation for you. They will never come up with that statement. The highest they can keep saying is, let's take you to this pastor. Let's take you to this prophet. Let's take you to this pastor. Because they, they know that this one has gone too far with this faith. We can't take him to some places. So if you are in this place and they are still tossing you around, it's because you are not stable. And you know what the Bible says? It said, once you are not you are stable. Say, you, 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 you tossed around. May you not be tossed around. So what are the things that can hinder you from transmitting God's power? Number one, pride. Number one, pride. Obadiah chapter 1 verse 3. Obadiah chapter 1 verse 3. It says the pride of your heart has deceived you. The pride of your heart, it has deceived you. When you think too highly of yourself. When you think what? Too highly of yourself. You are the most anointed. You've seen Jesus. So the rest of us that have not seen him, we should bow to you. Even the angels said, they said, we, we, are, we are servants to you. These are angels that die with him. The pride of your heart has deceived you. Number two, because of time, ignorance. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17 to 18, ignorance. Look at what Paul said. He says, so I tell you, Ephesians 4, 17 to 18, if you're writing that. He says, so I tell you this, insist on it on the Lord, that you no longer live as Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. Some of you think that you know all that there is to know about this faith. Nobody else can talk to you. When THN Church was on WhatsApp, we started from WhatsApp, in case some of you don't know. We started on WhatsApp. So, um, I used to preach on a Friday. I was just, it's, it's a telechat thing, so I preach on a Friday. So, I was preaching, I was doing everything, it was going on well, people get blessed. In fact, that was how my, uh, somebody even said to me then, he said, Pastor, you should have several books now because <laughs> my teaching span then, not even like what I'm doing now. So, this lady just messaged me. I can't even remember really what she said. But it led to a serious argument on the platform to the point that at some point they had to block her and had her back. This lady was one of those that used to go to all those, um, you know those churches where the pastors are too controversial. It takes somebody who is depth in the faith to have a better understanding. For example, the pastor can look at you today now and tell you, you are the miracle worker. You cannot tell that one to my grandmother. She will slap you. She will say, how are you competing with Jesus Christ that you are the miracle worker? But that statement is true. But you must have a solid depth of the word to understand that truly you are the miracle worker. Because all we know on the elementary surface of this faith is that who is the miracle worker? God. And according to the scripture, it says he has placed us with equality with Christ Jesus. So whoever Christ is, is who I am. Are you following me? So this girl kept arguing. He said, it's not possible. It's not possible. I think, I, I think, yes, I think I remember what we're arguing about. Yeah, we just kept arguing about some spiritual stuff. He said, it's not possible. It's not this. This girl was quoting scripture. I was giving it back to her. As I was searching scripture, I was checking online. Whatever she typed, I type it online, look for the answer, point to her. As I was pointing to her, I was getting blessed. 
The next thing this girl said was, you're an antichrist. I said, Amy, apostle. <laughs> antichrist. He said, apostle, you don't know God. You don't know God. You're just trying. You don't know God. I know this thing. Okay, yes, I remember what we were arguing about. Ah, Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you. She said it's a sin for ladies to use makeup, dresses, and wear trousers that they are going to hell. So we kept arguing. She said by default, any lady that does not cover her hair, that her glory will be taken away from her. So we kept arguing. I showed her everything. I said to her, I said, the Paul that came up with this statement, he was not saying it to the entire Christians. He was saying it to a particular church because of the disorder. Just for example, let me tell you something that might happen in THN. So you know say that Pitoms came up with that rule. For example, if my, if, if my CEO or my admin sec or my wife comes to meet me after service and say, Pastor, we need to do something. You know, it's like all the guys and ladies that sit together in church. It's like they're always touching themselves, changing number, breaking each other's heart. Do you know what I will do next? I'll separate you. Boys on this side. Ladies on this side. Is it biblical? No. But I'm doing it to avoid what? Trouble. For example, we are almost about to come up with a rule now. Only male will be sitting in front. For the sake of my eyes. <laughs> are you following me this morning? So when it happens, you will not say that this church have turned to CAC all of a sudden. But will you watch your pastor go blind? Will you watch me be telling my protocol, bring that lady to me after service for on, on, on useless cleansing? So the girl said this and said that and said this and said that. So they removed that from the WhatsApp group. Two years later, this lady traveled out to London. You know how the story ends. I'm a pastor. I check people's page very well. So I stumbled on her page. I said, ah, when is one London? Wow, nice one. So I sent her greetings. Said, ah, how's London? Hope you are good, everything. He said, I knew you would reach out. Ah. I said, you, you get me for my... He said, since all this, wow, that you people deleted me because I was telling you guys the truth then. I said, then. I said, but you're in London. I said, yeah. I said, I li and I like this, your picture. He said, I know you, I know you say something. I said, ah, this is you wearing trousers. Your hell is plenty. He said, eh, when I got here, I just couldn't cope with the cold. It was entering my leg. Ah, ah. And her statement that she said on WhatsApp that I'll never forget. He said, the Holy Spirit specifically told her that anybody who does this thing is going to hell. I said, wait, as the Holy Spirit, is the Holy Spirit in London different from the one in Nigeria? Because it looks like the Holy Spirit in Nigeria here is wicked. I said, as I'm looking at you, see your hair, everything is dropped down. You didn't even cover it. I said, what church do you attend now? She told me the church and everything. So God, God will have me. I went on the church Instagram page. Church Gomam Kobayon. The church has taken several pictures of her in the midst of congregation. I was seeing makeup. I was seeing lipstick. I said to myself, I said, what happened? You are backslided. He said, no, I just have a better understanding of the word now. Are you, are, you, are, you following the, are you following me this morning? Ignorance. That you don't know something does not mean it does not exist.
just like the day a brother was arguing with me. He said, it's not true. It's not true. How you, how you say, how you say it took God a long period of time to part the Red Sea? Are you God? Are you God? That's what they part the Red Sea. He said, no. God is all powerful. The thing split it. Pa! I said, eh? That's what they part the Red Sea. same efficient. He said, he, he said, do not in the futility of their thinking. He said, they are darkened in their understanding. Read that. It's in your scripture. Ephesians 4, 17 to 18. He said, they are darkened in their understanding. They are separated from the life of God. Sometimes all you think that you just know, you just put it to your head, it separates you from the life of God. Because of the ignorance that is in them. And they have acting their heart. So you cannot even tell them otherwise. There is a doctrine today in this country and all over the world. No matter whatever you tell them, they can't collect blood. No blood transfusion. And their members are dying. Their members are dying. So it's a sin. It's a sin. The blood that God has given you is enough. Don't they know what they call shortage of blood? Don't you know what they call shortage of blood? He said, he said, he said, he said, there's another one. He said, men, men must not cut their hair. You've not seen Lapa Lapa. He said, men must not cut their hair. Samson cut his own. That's how he lost his power. Did they tell you my power is here? Did they tell you my power is here? He said, Pastor, anytime I have Afro, the power of God works. But if it's low cut, it does not work. Okay, you've not groomed the power enough. If not. The pa pa pastor must not have beers. That's my prayer point. I want to have. The pastor must not have beers. They, 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 they don't know Christ. They don't know God. The pastor must not be too fine. The pastor must not have too much money. He must. One condition. I won't ask for money again. If you can be feeding me, give me food. If I want Lexus today, you buy for me. The pastor will give everything you want. Number three, spiritual weakness. Proverbs 18 verse 14. It says the human spirit can endure in sickness. It says, but a crushed spirit. What can it bear? What can it produce? When you are spiritually weak, you can't produce anything. That's why you must never joke with fellowship. Because in the space of fellowship, that's where you fortify yourself. That's where you hear God's word. So don't look at yourself and say, I've gone too far above those people. Like the brother who came here and said he wanted to join officiating minister. Why? Because where he was coming from, he was a pastor. And I put him in service team to be cleaning chair and doing all that. He didn't, he didn't even do one day. Took off. Took off. Some people are like that. Because you're already prophesying. You had prophet to your name. Because you saw two or three visions. Because God showed you what heaven looked like. What if it was a film that was playing in your head? You saw Jesus face to face. You didn't take selfie and come and show us. A crushed spirit cannot produce anything. And this is very common to ministers. You ministered on the first day, people fell under the power of the Holy Spirit. Your shoulder part comes like this. You hold my microphone that you were holding like this before. You'll be doing like this. 
you'll now be pointing it to the audience. Sing Let's be realistic. I'll post, if I find that video, I will, I will post it. Pastor Deboye said in that video, he said, what are you doing? He said, what are you singing? He said, sing and raise the dead, man. So you sang one worship song in THM, people were shedding tears. They now came to meet our service. We celebrate you, man. What a powerful session. You are great. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. And the next time you came to lead worship, you are doing like this. Oh, make a sound to the Lord. Ah, okay. Very annoying. I despise those things when I see it. Say, so I give you two minutes with your own words, make a melody. You, you, you are giving us two minutes to make melody. Then you'll not be panting around. You'll be controlling keyboards. Tell him, put me on that key. Put me on that key. <laughs> I will not be surprised if they delay some people's visa to heaven. <laughs> you are weak. Spiritually weak. Every time you are supposed to be born in, just one small platform. You went to experience. You minister will never hear word. They gave you mic to take offering in experience. Will never hear word. I'm that kind of person. I'm telling the truth about my life. There is no platform you give me. I'm just going to be myself. When I told somebody that I was baptized by Joe Austin, they said, "Ah, supposed to brand yourself well. Look. Let that video pin it on your profile." I said, "Because Joe Austin baptized me." He said, "Ah." Do you know how many people are looking for Joe Austin? And he baptized you. He says, like John the Baptist baptizing Jesus Christ. I said, ah, look at Joe Austin, you know. <laughs> I know some people in this church, I won't mention their name. If Pastor Adibu had baptized them, they will come and meet me and say, Pastor, I need to be sitting behind your back or with you. It will be their profile picture. Was I excited that Joe Austin baptized me? Yes, I was. But what makes it even more exciting is that my life has moved from that level to where I am now. What will happen if my life does not look like this? And I keep shouting, who baptized you? Just, 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 just. Do you know how many people Justin has baptized? I'm sure if they go and meet him, I'm showing my picture and say, did you baptize this young man? They say, ah, do I know him? The Lord will take us far. Amen. Number four, carelessness. Carelessness. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. He said, We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. But you would do well to pay attention to it. Something you don't pay attention to slips off your hand. Something you don't pay attention to. Fathers of faith said to me, they said, they, they said to me, I will advise you as much as you brought yourself down to the level of a pastor because you want to teach and build the people. He said, do not forget the anointing of God upon your life. He said, but the anointing that you do not activate and use regularly. He said, you lose it. You just realize that you are struggling to get it back. You realize you are struggling. Some of you are careless. 
very careless. Ah, pastor, I've been celibate for 10 years. No man can do anything to me. You've not entered some men's house. There are, there are men they call buntarigi. You've not entered. You've not entered. The pastor, no, 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 nobody can make me fall. You know what the Bible says? Say, let it that thinks he stand, takes it, lest he what? I understand that you have disciplined yourself, but discipline is not a one-time thing. It's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. Say, pastor, no, no, I can sit in the midst of 35 naked ladies. Nothing can happen. Ah, oh, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, calm down, calm down. Say, Pastor, the Lord, the, the, Lord, the, the Lord delivered me from masturbation and all of that. And he has sent me into the ministry of prostitution. I should be preaching to prostitute. Oh, God, calm down. I'm begging you. I'm begging you in God's name. You just make more clear of the salvation you think you have received. Keep yourself. Say, Pastor, I can do it through Christ. He has strengthened me. I can do all things through Christ. He has strengthened me. The only good side of the story is that there's forgiveness after the act. But believe you me, that embarrassment will live with you for a long period of time. There's forgiveness of sin, but embarrassment cannot be denied. Cannot be denied. Whatever has been posted about you is there for life. Whatever impression they have about you is there for life. Why? Because you felt you were so disciplined enough. Discipline is never what? Never enough. Number five, hatred. Hatred. First John chapter 4, verse 15 to 16. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God and God lives in them, they are in God. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love, God is in them. So there's no reason why hatred should be in you. There's no reason. There's no reason. The first meeting I had in OAU, when I walked into the auditorium, my eyes went to a particular lady who had a tribal mark. If I, if I find a picture, I'll post it. She had a tribal mark and she was looking, sorry for me using this word, she was looking ugly from where I was seeing her. Very, like ugly, very like, I, I won't say disgusting, but ugly. Like. So my eyes just saw her from afar. I was just like, well, She's a student. She came for the program. So I said to my, I, I said it within my mind. It's like God heard my mind. I said within my mind that no, of all impartations I will do here tonight, I'm not going near this one. Because mere looking at her, I, I don't want to use the word disgusting, but that was close to it. When I called the first people to come out, <laughs> guess who came out? Lady. They lined up like this. She was the first year. I did everything. Speaking the Holy Ghost, music, play, blah, 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 go, God. The Spirit was telling me, deal with this thing on Waka. I said, no, this lady, I will delay her here. I will not touch her. Another man of God will come and touch her. I started from here. I touched the first five people. Nothing happened. You know when you are touching someone, you are hungry. Oh, God, fall now. <laughs> Nothing happened. The guy just stood there. You know how protocols used to stand? Just stood 
I knew what I was doing, that this person needs to be delivered. Just stood. I said, something is happening. So ushers were like, should we take them? I said, no, leave all of them here. I know the problem. I said, music, keep playing. I raised the song. I went back to that same lady. And the moment I laid hands on her, I myself knew that something came out of me. And believe you me, the rest of them, I did not touch till I got to the end. I just kept doing like this. And it was very, very easy. Why? Because the moment I entered the hall, I, I built up an unnecessary hatred for her because of the looks. Some of you, your covenant brother is that beggar that you despise. Your covenant sister is that lady that is not light-skinned like you. Because some of you are looking for familiarity to gain grants. If you will be my covenant brother, we must be the same height. If you will be my covenant sister, you must be trending like me. It's not so. It's not so. It's not so. If you are not using Brazilian hair like me, you can't be my covenant sister. It's not so. It's not so. If I show you the pictures of my covenant brothers and they stand by me, we are not the same height, but the capacity they carry, I admire it. I admire it. I admire it. There's no need for hatred. Pastor, you really don't know her. I can't stand her. The way she talks, the way she speaks. That's the issue some of you have. She's from a Muslim background. She doesn't know how to walk well. She has bow leg. My own leg is straight. Okay, calm down. Calm down. Somebody say, no more hatred. Then lastly, immaturity. Immaturity. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 to 14. It says, we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you will not understand. In fact, he said, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truth. You that are supposed to be a teacher of the word. Now somebody needs to start teaching you the elementary truth of the gospel all over again. He said you need milk, not solid food. I've said it before, I'll say it again in this house. I am not against any spiritual meetings. But can I be honest with you? I feel like it's the wrong people that are going for such meetings. It's the wrong people. Because after they come out from those meetings and you look at their life, you start asking questions. You start asking questions. 96 hours of speaking in tongues and you came out this way. Okay, it would have been better if you had gone to do 96 hours of dancing in the disco hall. i never forget the day I followed a group of people in my school for retreat. We did three days at redemption camp on a retreat. And as we were going back to campus, we got back to campus fighting, fighting over food. Who ate the remaining rice? I don't know. Who took the meat? Till we got back to the campus gate, we were fighting. And we had three days retreat. I will not mention the name of the fellowship so that you will not go and start saying things anyhow. Immaturity. Some of you, you are, you, are, you are chasing after food when you've not even taken enough milk. 
It's like giving a two-month baby hamala. He will die. Not that the food do not digest. Not that the food do not enter. But you have caused much more damage for that. Some of you still need meek for at least the next few years of your life. Not that the, not, not, not that meek is degrading. It's because you don't know Jack. You don't know Jack. That's why you are behaving anyhow. That's why you cannot transmit gospel. That's why you are running your Christianity race anyhow. Today you are for Christ, tomorrow you are not for Christ. Today your speech is this, your speech is that. I have a wife in the house that is always cautioning me about my speech. As much as I'm a pastor. She will tell me, baby, this is not right. This is not right. You can't be saying this as a pastor. It should not be coming out from your mouth. I told you what I do when I'm, riding, I'm driving car on the road. You cross me, you double cross me, you do anyhow. If I deleted, all those ones are to reduce. God has helped me. But the new one that the devil now came with, that's one I don't understand now. Once you drive past me, the next thing I say is, Allah, I'll tell you. Once you speed past me in annoyance, I just look at you and say, Allah, I'll tell you, tie on the bell. It's like cursing. My, mom, my wife will say, Stop it, you are cursing. Why are you cursing? I say, Didn't you see what he did? You saw a car like this and you are racing in front of this car. No respect for the car. No respect for the plate number. No respect for the driver. No respect for the pastor. You just, you just. Sometimes I'll say, But before then, any slightest thing. Yeah, okay. Some of you are just immature. Immature. That's why you are not at peace. The Bible says, "Be at peace with what? With all men." Are immature? Why did you leave that church? I left there because uh, the pastor's wife was always picking at me. Is that why you went there? The Lord will help us. I said, "The Lord will help us." I know I'm not preaching your regular message, but I know these things I'm saying. He sent me to tell you. He sent me to tell you. He sent me to tell you. Still fighting with people. One small insult. Small insult on Instagram. You tore yourself into pieces. Started fighting everybody. Say you need milk. Somebody say, I need milk. I'm glad you admit. Say, I need milk. Before the solid food comes. Anyone who lives on milk is still an infant. Is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature. So the reason why you're arguing scriptures is because you're not mature. The reason why you have issues with church is because you're not mature. He said, but who by constantly have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So every time you transmit God's power, you confirm your calling. You confirm your giftings. You confirm your purpose. Anytime you transmit God's power, you are endorsed by the Spirit. Anytime you transmit God's power, you, are, you secure your appointment with destiny and you confirm your relevance. Anytime you transmit God's power, you get more equipped and more flourishing. If anybody goes back and listens to the first sermon I preached when we started THN Church, you cannot compare to what I'm teaching myself now because every day I put myself to the studying of the Word and to the teaching of His Word. So I got better. Transmitting God's word will always lead to an impartation. So anywhere you are, you are a blessing to people. And it will lead to glorification. People will glorify God. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may do what? They may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. 
So your relevance in this faith is tied to the transmission and the crystal clear expression of God's power. So it takes us back to that scripture. Go ye into the world, to the world. And do what? Preach. I've told you that word preach is what? Demonstrate. Demonstrate. Somebody say demonstrate. Somebody say demonstrate. Demonstrate what? The gospel. We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast. And we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today, and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats. You are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. Partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get update of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you.